Hi there, Mace. How's it going? You having a good day? I most certainly hope so. As you know, it's me, your favorite phone sex lady. <laughs> um, I just started this show because I am back in the biz. I am back in the business. I have a new phone job as a phone actress. And I am, well, hoping to get in the mood for love of the phone sex variety. And y'all know what that means, don't you? Well, uh, you probably don't, do you? Well, geez, movies. That means call me for some phone sex, mofos. <laughs> no, um, I'm all about the job. It pays the bills, gives people some thrills and whatnot. Um, and it's awesome. Um, in the links, you will see all the benefits of phone sex. I have listed them. And you can check those out for some fun and games. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Probably. Probably wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, there are lots of benefits of phone sex, actually, especially when you're mid-pandemic. Um, phone sex, of course. I'm back in the biz. Today we are discussing the phone actress job. Um, what it entails, different kinds of calls, and what you can expect as a phone sex operator. So I'm going to get into all that. There is no more Angel Knox. She left. But um, I will be hosting. You can call me whatever the hell you want, really. Um, I became a phone sex operator last year around this time. Um, I didn't have a job. So, so, technically so. We are different people in the sense that I created her as a character that I played and she I was basically like when an actor like Julia Roberts played pretty woman she was pretty woman she wasn't Julia Roberts like you know any actress plays the part of a character you know so I played the part of Angel however Angel I was not if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so Angel went on vacation permanently and she will not be back because the company I worked for owns Angel. The company that my former company I worked for owns Angel, owns everything produced by Angel. So my blogs, my audios, all of that is owned by the company I worked for. And as I no longer work for them, I am not Angel. You know what I mean? 
Does that make sense? Angel and I got, I created her. I was her. However, they told me I was not allowed to be her anymore. And being as I was on contract with them, No, no, I am not. I am with a different company. However, I am in a very tight contract. I can talk about my former company. However, I'm back in the business and that's all I can say about that. We are on a strict contract not to talk about work. While we were working there with anybody, we're not allowed to talk about the way they work their business or anything. So I'm not going to say what company I work for. It's just easier that way. However, I will refer to anything I talk about as my former company, the phone sex temple. And I just won't bother saying what company I work for now. And that'll keep me out of all legal ramifications because I got this contract and I am not a lawyer, so I don't 100% understand what I am and am not allowed to talk about. Um, so I'm just not going to disclose that information. But freelance, it would be, I, I looked into that. And actually, there are many options for anybody that wanted to go freelance. Um, it costs money to pay for the numbers and pay for all that. But there are cheap alternatives that you can use so you don't have to do all that. One of them being paid by the minute. Paid by the minute is a service that you can basically go um, freelance. You pay the company a little bit they have a free option so you can start out on their free plan and not pay the company anything um and then you can work your way up to getting other other um services when you start making money i should almost post the link there it is called paidbytheminute.com now with paidbytheminute.com it has a lot of freelance phone sex workers on there and um, I did try that out for a very short time um, they also have other things like psychic um, and if you have any business at all actually or anything that you think you could get somebody to pay per call for you can put it there as well advice Whatever you like. So, like, Mace, you could go on paid by the minute. And if you didn't want to do phone sex, it could be, like, paid by the minute advice from Mace. The expert on life. Mace. The expert on life. Tell Mace all about your life. And Mace will figure it out for you. Or, you know, something like that. Unless you want to do phone sex. Is it? Well, fuck my mic. Fuck it hard. Because we all know I'm a phone sex operator and that's what we do. Okay, hold on. I got an idea. Number one, I'll turn that off. Number two, 
I'll put the mic down in front of me and I will quit molesting it with my lips and holding it right in front of my face. Is that better, Mace? Because I am a microphone molester. I don't know why I must, I, I must do this to the poor microphone. However, I totally molest my microphone. I like even touch my lips. I make love to my microphone, really. It's kind of weird, I know, but a girl gets lonely, you know? <laughs> so yes, phone sex. You'll have to excuse me, I'm from Canada. I just did a hit from my bong, which is completely legal here in the good old red and white Canada. Mm. Mm. It is 420 somewhere, right? Anyway, I got into phone sex because I was going to college. And, you know, they don't give you very much money to go on there. And I needed money. I was living with somebody, and they were a great man. That man's name was Ken McLeod. He was 75, and he took me in when I needed somebody. Got me into school, which I never thought I would do in a million years. And then shit went down and hit the fan, and I had to leave his house. Basically, his son came home, and his son and I are not cool. So I had to move out, and I needed money. And I looked around, and I have... A lot of issues with human beings who can be very human beingy, and I wasn't ready to deal with humans being human beingy. Yes, I do. I have three laptops. I have three laptops. Why do you ask, Monsieur Mace? I don't know what Stellaris is, but. If you, like, teach me, I will try my best. Do I get to make a character, and can she be awesome and amazing? My friend, Lottie, you are... I, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to hear for you. It's been a while. I know. I, I hear you in some other programs. I just... I don't chime in. I just listen sometimes. Uh, today, I was just listening to the program where you had the devotion on the pharmaceuticals, and then the other one... Um, was was a savvy savvy sad. It was why why are the leftists losing? So I, I oh. couldn't say nothing. I just really wanted to hear them as I was taking care of things here in my house and cooking food yeah. and getting ready to shower. But the the whole thing is uh, I brought in another friend who's already on call in. But anyway, that's them. Uh so what's up with the phone sex worker? Ask a phone sex worker. Well what's I am back the phone to, sex worker? I'm back doing the phone sex work right now. Oh, you were actually able company. to arrange something with your former employer, who was now um, your new yeah. employer again? I have a new employer now. I'm uh -huh. no longer with the phone sex temple. That I can't talk about my new employer. They have me on a strict contract. Okay. Um, and I'm not exactly sure about what that contract says. It says so much in legal words that I don't even know what I'm allowed to talk about and when I'm not allowed to talk about. So I just don't talk about. I figure I won't talk about my old job, but or my new job, but I'll talk about the old one. 
Okay. We'll just keep it at we'll keep it as new PCO PCO <laughs> new new company. Well, you know, I didn't really want to continue with it, but this company is a lot better. Um, I can say this much: the former company was pressuring me to talk about things that I didn't feel comfortable with. Yeah, I, I remember you mentioned that uh, things that were very not only very controversial wrong. but pretty much more very wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. Values. Everybody has a, a limit to whatever they do, you know. Yeah, and this one has rules against that. This one has rules against that, so I will never have to talk about that. Oh, that's good. That's good. They yeah. have some kind of, at least they have some kind of ethics, you know, some kind some of barriers. Yeah, yeah, some moral standards. So if anybody yeah. wants to talk about that with me, I could shut them down immediately. I, I remember last night, uh, it was around 12 o'clock, I think. It was pretty late already. And uh, we were talking to another program, and that guy Lance was so into not phone sex workers, but the actual prostitutes on the street. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about it so much, and he knew so much about it that I kind of shut him down a little bit. I was like, wow, why don't you just think you just want to go get laid? <laughs> yeah, right. I go, with everything you're talking about, this uh, for prostitution and unions and all this, I go, at the end of the day, just go over there and do your thing. Stop being a pervert. So yeah. Doctoring everybody, I go. I go. You're 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 trying to make a cause. You, you, in fact, you should run for political office just for that. Yeah. So, but it was just fun. Uh, I met other people and kind of got into it. They they were they were lefty purists of the socialist type, but very very strict into that. So I had to I had to lay back. Yeah, a I would like to uh, infringe their their morals and values on everybody else. Exactly. So I, I challenge them when they come up with things, stuff like that, you know? I, I challenge them. I always tell people, you know, it isn't my business to judge other people's sin. Uh-huh. That's up to God, right? Yeah. Um, I can in, help. In, re, to in regards, in regards word. to politics, and check it out, Angie. In regards to politics, with whatever they bring up, they should be challenged. I'm not there to, 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 to judge them in regards to their sin. You know, they're mm-hmm. hard or all that. I'm not there to evangelize them unless I'm doing that, which is different. You know, I, I take a different step. Of course, only God knows the heart, right? Biblically, only God exactly. knows the heart. We could we could judge the actions out of their mouth. Well, God, Jesus did it best. Jesus really did it best. Well, he well, never yeah, judged that, anybody. Jesus, like, when the woman came to him and they were going to stone her, right? They, uh... Jesus didn't stone her. He told her what she was doing was wrong and woman go sin no more, right? He informed her. He helped to educate her or, you know, and he showed her mercy and compassion, but mm-hmm. he didn't judge her. He didn't say, he didn't like give her a big, huge lecture for an hour and tell her how horrible she was. Well, what you have to understand too is he knew, he knew the nasty plan. Uh, of most of those guys that had already slept with her and had committed mm-hmm. that sin. So they, who were they to go around judging when they themselves were in the same thing? They were the, her johns. Mm-hmm. They were in modern day terms. They were her johns. So how could they be going around? Oh my God. To, you know? That's amazing. You just said that, Vladi. You just fucking answered a lifelong question I've had from that Bible story. When Jesus was drawing in the sand and all the men would went up one by one to have their turn throwing the rocks. And when they looked down at the ground, they dropped their rocks and they walked away. Right. 
And I always wondered, what was Jesus writing in the sand? He was probably writing that they were her customers. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry about that. I met up with my neighbor. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I love, Go ahead. I love the way that your language sounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, uh, my yeah, son. I used to have a boyfriend that was Spanish. He called me such beautiful uh, things in his language. <laughs> Bonita. I can't remember. There, we say, have to. But, yeah, he was pretty hot. Man. Yeah, so Just going back to the, the language of, <laughs> of what Jesus called, called the, the hypocrites, really, is that they were not. Mm-hmm. That's why he said, cast the first stone, that most of them knew, if not all, that that, that was reflective of them. Not only were they there to mm-hmm. judge her wrong, but him to see what he would do. But he caught him off guard because he's the only one that could judge righteously. He read their heart. And they can do nothing. And something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yeah, they kept trying to. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. They kept trying to catch Jesus. They did. They kept trying to catch him. And basically, this is what I was telling. This is is what I was trying to tell this guy, John, by the name of Lance, that I go, instead of promoting women to do that, why don't you start looking for ways to help these women get out of that? You know, why don't you look for 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 cis power organizations that will help to empower women? Because I go, feminism destroyed, and I op- blasted open the door so they could do that. Mm-hmm. And and I go, why don't you? But I go, I'm not going to convince you because you really just want to get your nuts rocked. I go, really, that's what it's about. Yeah. And you that's know what? I don't know one woman that has said when she was a little girl, when I grow up, I want to be a sex worker. Exactly. It might happen, I don't know, but I never wanted to do this with my life. Um, the, think, 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 what of, think, think about it, Angie. He, even one of the guys said, do you think there's women that love to sleep with men, 10 men a night? You know, let's say mm-hmm. they start working at 8 o'clock at night, go all the way to 3 o'clock in the morning. I go, do you think that's normal, that's right? Yeah, she'll make money, and she'll probably pay her paying for the organization she's with, who's mm-hmm. sending her. But I go, do you really think, do you think women enjoy that? I'm not talking about one night escort that she, you pay her $500 and she'll, she'll be with you the night or company you to whatever parties or, or whatever you want. Because there is people that don't have sex. They, they just want the company. I go, mm-hmm. I go, that, not all of them, not all of it is nice and dandy, sweet, 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 yeah. you know? It's not like that. It's not a one John per night, $500, mm-hmm. $1,000, whatever they charge. And some of no. them aren't very nice. Yeah. Well, you, 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 I mean, on both sides, believe it or not, uh, Angie, the Johns could be horrible men, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and on the sex worker, I, I wouldn't blame her. I mean, she has to do that for a living. And a lot of them come from a different, and I compare it to this because I, I read this years ago and I saw a couple of videos on, on topics on something called mm-hmm. uh, Life After Porn. They have, it's on Netflix, one, two, and three. It's probably yeah. also on YouTube. And most of those stars, they will tell you what background they had. Yeah, and the background that they had is usually of abuse. So it started at home. Yeah, it started with Indeed. a father, an uncle, 
a brother, mm-hmm. somebody at home, abuse mm-hmm. them, and then somebody, and it just spiraled. It, it just went into an, a never-ending yeah. uh, a hole. And everybody that saw that just became everybody's a uh, home whore. And next thing you mm-hmm. know, was this, this young girl at 14 or 15 grew up with those bad habits, unfortunately, because she was taken advantage of from mm-hmm. the very people that she trusted. So that was her response to men was, well, I guess everybody, in order to be on, on their good side, everybody has to have sex with me. So I'll just have mm-hmm. sex with them. I just finished watching a program on, mm-hmm. on uh, it, it, it was like uh, the, 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 another season called uh, Next to Sons of Anarchy, uh, the same mm-hmm. uh, FX program brought up an, an, yeah. uh, other motorcycle gangs, Hispanic called Mayan MC. Yeah, and Mayan yeah. MC, in, in, in one of the scenes, uh, Coco, who happens to be the guy that dies like in the ninth scene, like the, the, the fourth Fourth season, yeah. episode nine, just before the last episode. Well, well, Coco died, and he, but, uh, but, uh, season, sorry, episodes before he met, like maybe in in season three, he met his daughter, long lost daughter mm-hmm. that he never knew, and it was hard to reconcile with her. Well, that girl was was easy because she liked one of the guys by the name of Easy for Ezekiel, and mm-hmm. and it was just immediately without saying, well, you know, my way of saying thank you is, do you want to have sex? <laughs> and and Easy was actually a, a nice Christian. He was like, no, I don't do things like that. Like basically with my friend's daughter, you don't have to go like that. You don't have to pay me like that. But she was into him. She liked him. But she he respected the boundary. I, I mean, to actually see men do I do that, most guys would probably take advantage, especially if they're yeah. someone that they don't know. And sex is available to them, like whatever. But that that's the kind of background that a lot of these women unfortunately have. That's the kind of yeah. background that, 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 that the feminist movement has taken. That they don't even see the victimization. They actually glorify porn, porn stars because that's like mm-hmm. the ultimate liberation of Western society, of Christianity, of any vestiges, of any morality. For a woman, that they don't care. They have no limits. A woman that goes both, that is probably bi, trans, uh, pan, and the whole list goes of the, of the alphabet people, the LGBTQIA B, C, mm-hmm. D, E, F, <laughs> G, H, I, you know, uh, of the alphabet people, it, it, the more they do is they're the ultimate person. They're well-rounded with their sexuality. No, they're well-rounded with their depravity. It's unfortunate. And when yeah. people are banking, people are like Lance to come up with nonsense like that and, and, and want to, what do we have? Women's right for this. No, what you really want to say is you just want to go sleeping around with horror. Which is, you just open the door to a criticism of you that, that's how you live. That that your life, whatever you know. You're just risking it, but that's not that's not a way to live, and that's not a way to be asking women that they gotta do that. But like you said, Angie, goes back to what you said. How many girls, little girls, grew up and say, "I can't wait to be a whore. I can't wait to yeah. to, to be on somebody's bottom." When I grow up, I want to sleep with men for money. I've never heard yeah. a girl. Say I can't wait to be that porn star. Everybody sees the every guys coming on my face and shit like that. No, yeah. women do, don't grow up with that shit. Women, unfortunately, are made. Yeah, there is those women that are very sexual that that are self-made, right? They could have come from mm-hmm. some of the most Christian, Catholic, good homes, but they they weren't like that. They became like that because of their own proclivity. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that side too, right? You you know your your parents did everything to bring you up well and everything. You grew up in a safe, good, sound, uh, traditional home. Everything was sweet. Your father, mother treated you well. You weren't raped. You weren't molested. Yada yada yada. Not even by the priest or anything. You grew up well, yeah, but right. you decided to do porno at 18. Okay, mm-hmm. so that is that person's proclivity and desires to do that, right? They chose that road, and they have to deal with it in the future, right? 
Yeah. It reminds me of, of that girl by the name of, they called her, I, I found her out on TikTok, not because I'm do, looking at porn or anything, not that I haven't seen in the future, in the past or anything, but they call her Lana Rhodes. So what did Lana Rhodes come out? She was all over the web. Well, she had gotten pregnant by her lover, right? Not porn mm-hmm. star lover, but lover, the actually guy that she's with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he was still with her or he had dumped her. But she was crying about it. Like, she was trying to make herself out to be a victim. Well, again, yeah, she did fucking porno for almost five years. Where was all the victimization there? After you made your money, you became famous. And now that you're pregnant, you're about to, to, to embark in a new part of your life as a mother. But the guy's not there. So where did you go wrong in all that? Because before you weren't crying bloody murder. Before mm-hmm. you weren't the victim. And now suddenly this guy's not with you. So now you're the victim. There's something wrong with that picture. Yeah. Anna Rose, by the by the way, happens to be a very beautiful woman. If you see her, there's another girl that looks uh, um, like a dead ringer that looks exactly like her. That they, yeah. they call her Anadi. She comes out in in, uh, in in TikTok, and everybody calls her Lana Rose, but she has nothing to do with Lana Rose. This happens to be an Armenian Mexican girl, which is rare, mm-hmm. but there is some out there, you know. Because if you know very well, the Armenians <laughs> have this tendency to to be vastly ethnocentric, like some cultures, not mm-hmm. all cultures, right? Mexican, on the other hand, we're not ethnocentric. We'll marry anyone. You find love, yeah. your family opens the arm. You could be Swedish, you could be Russian, Canadian, American, Anglo-Saxon, whatever, Chinese. Yeah. That's who you want to be with, so then you're that's welcome so in the family. But you, you're going to become like part of Mexican, and you have to learn Spanish. You know, That's how it goes, especially if we go yeah. live in Mexico. So, yeah. you know, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of sad. Uh, you know, the, the whole world is changing. All these things are happening. Women are becoming more, 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 more liberal in this sense. But it's the same way, more immoral. It's unfortunate. And, and that should never be part of the of freedom for a woman to, to have to go down the deep end of morality, you know, where, where it's a sign well, of a lot of it, like, I dated when I thought I was, for, for a short bit, I thought I might be lesbian. But really it was because so many men hurt me that. You know, I was like, maybe I'm a lesbian, but I dated this girl and she was a working girl. Um, we never had sex or anything. It was more of just we, we were together and uh, needed each other that way. But she had her mother force her to become a prostitute when she was 13 years old. And that's how she started. And that's how she lost her virginity. And her mom would keep the money and use it for drugs and beat her. And her mom was very horrible to her. And that's how she became a working girl. It got to the point where her philosophy was, I'm never going to sleep with a man unless he's paying for it. She didn't trust men. She didn't really like men because I mean, they've pretty much been raping her in my opinion, since she was 13 year old girl. Right. So, it ended up that she just started robbing them. <laughs> she just started robbing them straight up because she was sick of it. She became very angry. She has so many problems. She's so mistrustful of everybody. She's actually a very mean person. Um, she can be very cruel. I still love the woman. I have lots of love for her because I see she is the way she is because of what's happened to her. So I can see past a lot of the things she does. Um, but I've seen how people treat her. 
And people say, oh, well, she's just a hooker. We, we can treat her badly. She's not a human. They don't treat people very well that are in that line of work. And I think it's really fucking sad that we as a society created the industry. Like, there would not be hookers if there was not business, you know? If there was not money in it, it would not be a profession. So you can try to force people not to be hookers all you want. You What you got to do is come down to the nitty gritty base of the problem. And that's the people who are purchasing sex for money. That's where the problem lies. Because if there wasn't big business for it, it would not be a job. I got into phone sex because I was molested when I was a little girl. And um very young. I don't remember it really so it doesn't I don't know if it causes me issues still or not but after that uh, I was I experienced violence with my first boyfriend I ended up on the streets and then I was basically kidnapped by a gang and human trafficked and I got out of having I'm I got out of having to sleep with dudes for money by becoming a dominatrix because they just eat you and pee on you and stuff. They don't humiliation. I didn't have to sleep with people then. Um, and even that was damaging. Even doing sex work where you don't necessarily sleep with people could be damaging to a person. Um, but I got help from a local church. They were passing out cards that uh, next step ministries and the cards just said call this number if you want out and one day I called that number and these three freaking church ladies came to where they were they had me they banged on the door and they said we're not leaving without her so <laughs> wow. I mean for some reason they did not want to mess with these church ladies man like they were like, okay, have her, take her. And they were, they probably were planning on trying to get me back some other way, but they were not going to mess with these church ladies. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, actually. Three church ladies. No are, they're not armed. Okay. They're not armed in the slightest. Knock on a door and demand that they let me go with them right now and there is no fight it's almost i i don't know how they do that and they do it time and time again just they will go and they will rescue girls from all sorts of horrible places all you got to tell them is i want out so next step ministries is a really great place here in canada for women like really amazing people that fight for um, human trafficking and things like that um, now when I was in school, I decided to become a phone sex operator because I got myself in a situation. I've been on my own since I was a young girl. I don't have family. So I've always had to make it on my own. And, um, I was almost murdered, ended up on the streets, only no gang life and things like that. So I don't want to work at McDonald's and I'm afraid to leave my house a lot of the time. So I took up a phone sex job because it could pay the bills. And I wouldn't have to deal with people. 
So I think a lot of it, being a sex worker, has to do with mental illness, self-esteem, not having skills, not having guidance, not feeling valued. Yeah. Angie, I I had a friend who died, uh, I think it was uh, February, uh, basically uh, Valentine's Day, 2011, I think it was. His name was James V. Uh, he's long gone. Young man in his early 30s. He had just mm-hmm. got back the year before. Oh, you're breaking up. And he was out. He should have stayed there. Oh, okay. uh, can you hear me? You're back. He, J- James yeah, came, I missed that first part. Yeah, James V. came back from Liberia after being out in six months ministry with Victory Outreach. Very well-known church for uh, the gangster community. Or ex-gangster, mm-hmm. but the problem with 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 uh, James V is he had unsettled issues. He was never true with God. He mm-hmm. never he never he never brought them well to the feet of God to deal with and to overcome, to be a true overcomer. And what was the problem mm-hmm. with James V? Was the problem with James? Unfortunately, is that he went back to the to the drugs, alcohol and drugs when he got back. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He should have never come back to the state. He should have stayed and suffered it out a little bit up there in Liberia. When mm-hmm. he came back to, to the States uh, and he got integrated, I saw him at, at Starbucks. I said hi to him and he goes, hey, bro, you know, look really nice. He was a good looking kid. He was a, what you call white Mexican, a white Anglo-Saxon father and Mexican mother. Mm-hmm. And the, pro- the problem with James is he, he didn't go about to go look for work or do something else with his life. He just gave him to get all messed up again. So Aww. while he was in Liberia, he must have been thinking, and all those demons that were probably tormenting him, that, yeah, they were casted out, and they were around him and constantly coming over to, to talk to him, obviously d- demonic spirits and stuff like that. But he, wasn't, he, was, he, he, he was free for a little while. I'm not saying he was a possessed. He was free from the harassment. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, that, that as he got back, he let himself go. Mm-hmm. Be, be, before the year was up, after, after I saw him, like six months or approximately after I saw him, that, that 20, uh, 2010, uh-huh. I saw him with friends here in my neighborhood. He was hanging out with the, with the local gangsters around here drinking. He was all yeah. homeless now. He looked very different than almost a year before. So he was already homeless. And he was uh, walking around, doing all sorts of stupid shit, getting drugged up. Well, what ended up happening is I wish I, I should have thrown him in my car, beat him up and thrown him in my car. Because, you know, and not that I'm for violence or anything, but I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. Because that, I saw him last October, the October of 2010, maybe November at latest, coming back with a friend after watching a movie in a local city about 15 miles away. Yeah. We came back. It was about 12 o'clock at night. And he, was actually, he was hanging out with his local hoodlum, drinking, and he was all dirty, so I knew he was homeless, not because he needed to, but he wanted to be mm-hmm. like that. And that was the last time I saw him. The, the last time I saw him officially was in his casket. Oh. At the funeral. He died that day of, of Valentine's Day. He shot up black tar heroin. He oh, must have wow. shot up a quantity that was too much to handle. He OD'd. And he yeah. died right there in the restroom. Collapsed. Oh. When, uh, when uh, of course, his mom and sister, they were crying like crazy. A bad mom, I would say, from what he told us. And a bad parent because that was his bad upbringing. So they had to have played mm-hmm. a big part. Uh, a, a, a big uh, hard in his life to making him the man that he was, unfortunately for the worst, mm-hmm. not for the best. 
unfortunately, many people that loved him, we were all together. One of his friends was saying, he's, he's not going to hell. He's not going to hell. I, I was beyond that. I knew he wasn't a bad guy, but he, he did die in his sin, unfortunately. I, God deals with that, mm-hmm. too. Why did he die that way, um, I asked myself? Well, that's the, those are the decisions he made. The mm-hmm. moment he decided to take, uh, he went from alcohol to weed, and, and then, you know, they say weed is a gateway to other drugs. That was basically mm-hmm. his life. We had, we had, believe it or not, uh, Angie, uh, my friend and Saul and I had constantly tried to help him in the past, and I'll tell you how. We took him mm-hmm. to a home, a men's home in Montebello, which is not that far from Monterey Park, on 4th Street, and there was a local church right there, right in front, and there was a pastor who lived on, on uh, right across. He had an apartment with his family. Yeah. I'm telling you, I had never heard a pastor give me such a preaching that I don't, I'm not a druggie and I've never been in that life, despite that I've used a couple of times in the past, mm-hmm. years ago when I was younger. I was never addicted like that. The most at worst, maybe alcohol here and there, but I was never, uh, thank God, an alcoholic. And I checked myself out on that not long ago. And you know what? When that preacher was done preaching to me, I felt like mm-hmm. saying, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? Because the message was so delicious. The message, the invite was so delicious that even though I didn't know, even my friend that was next to me who helped me take, who, who, who we were two friends, we still are. I'm going to go see him later on to have dinner. Saul, who's coming out of the, who came out of the hospital today. Thank God. Uh, we took James Leach and this pastor took him and the message was so delicious that I just wanted to say, Knowing that I didn't need it, but the, the message was so beautiful that, that, that I just want to say, where do I sign up? Mm-hmm. That's how inviting of God it was and how beautiful it was. Yeah. James V stayed. He stayed for a while. Uh, I didn't keep up after him. Maybe Saul. And then Saul said he, he left the home. Like he does mm-hmm. many other homes, unfortunately. And uh, unfortunately, uh, after that, you know, I didn't see him. He was still around. That was probably maybe... 2006-2007 years before he died but he had a date he had a he had a date with death like everybody does right mm-hmm. yeah and we all it, unfortunately and, and unfortunately for him he had it in his mid to early 30s about 33 he died 34 if i remember and good looking boy he could have done more but deep down he couldn't even have a beer with us i'll be honest uh uh and he could not have a beer because he, he was the kind of person that wasn't allowed in the group and not, not because of him or discrimination. It was, he blacked out. He had to black out if, if he to drink. And we were way beyond those, those, those yeah. things. Yeah. And like to black out, you, to be lightheaded, to, you have to black out to enjoy your beer. You, then you can't I be. Don't, that's why I don't really drink. Um, for some reason, my, I don't know what it is, but it affects me differently, alcohol. And I can go from one beer, be okay. I, I don't drink beer. I'm a lady. But I can go from having a drink to uh, having four and then I'm like blacked out. So I just stay away from it. I smoke the pot here and there um, now that I'm sober. And I mean, nobody likes a drunk phone sex operator. (laughs) I'll I'll be honest, Angie. I mean, the only time I've liked anybody being drunk is when I'm drunk along with them. You know, right? but that's a different story. But to see my friends come and get whacked and they, they don't know how to control their addiction. They don't know how to control their vices. Mm-hmm. I immediately, I'm like, oh, come on, bro. You need help now. That's why we always vetted our friends, including yeah. any friends that have alcoholism like James or another guy by the name of Jose. His name was Jose Cardenas. And he had issues too. We couldn't allow him to drink. We couldn't even have a drink because this guy, 
drank, drank his beer like he drink, like 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 grandma drinks her tea, and and that was the issue. You, you know, many of my friends I've had to vet over time. As much as I like them and care about them, the problem the problem with them is they're hardcore. You know, the ones that are hardcore. So drunk, in your hard. opinion, Lottie, why? If so, in your opinion, does it, this element of like addiction and drinking and partying and all that does that play in to to like sex work of course like do you think so if that all plays into it why do you think people seek these types of escape like because because people want to be the bad guy people want to rest from their from 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 their hard work all week 40 hour work week or maybe longer so their way of just staying home and resting and and sleeping in early or sleeping long hours. No, mm-hmm. they got to go fuck around. They got to go yeah. fuck around like before. If they're in their 30s and 40s, maybe 50s, they want to go back to when they were teenagers partying with the people at the rave, drinking it up, partying so up. So basically they, the women get into it because they're hurt or traumatized in some way. And yeah, but, 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 but let me show you, Angie. Let me show you. Men, fun. check it out, Angie. I want you to see the psychology that it got explained to me not, uh, years ago. Okay. Men get into a relationship for the sex. Women give up the sex, give into sex to get into the relationship. So women are so liberal in our countries, Canada and the U.S. and parts of Mexico, that they're willing to, to give up, to give the sex on the first date, maybe even before you even date them, just to be with the guy. And the guy, the, his psychology is he'll be in the relationship for the sex. You see the, the difference in thinking, but it, 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 it comes down to almost the same thing. She wants a relationship, so she gives it up quickly with the hope that she'll catch the guy and stay with him. Mm-hmm. Okay? And these are the parties that they're meeting each other at. And when they come out knocked up at an early age or whatever, well, you know, that's part of the... The consequences of what of, of, of their of licentiousness, debauchery, okay? Yeah. What happened, right? Uh, adulterated sex. But the man, in order to get hooked, he'll hook up with the eventual goal to get the sex. Mm-hmm. So I want you to see the mentality on both of them. That's I'm going to speak just in case somebody wants to speak. I'll invite you. That's, that's why the, the, the couples, they hook up, and they're so liberal. Yeah. Usually they have nothing to do anymore with God and they just want to do their own thing, but they want to be let go. This is part of the liberal, uh, mm-hmm. of the, of the, of the flesh, not just the left. This has nothing to do with politics. It has yeah. to be with the flesh. I want yes, to do my thing. There has been a lot of that. Like they sell, sex sells, right? Even in commercials you watch on TV now and things like that, they're highly sexualized. Um, sex, death and, and, and and uh, yeah, sex, death, and violence sell. Those are the big markets. Sex, death, and violence. And if you have all yeah. three in the same one, you got it made. Sex, death, and violence. Just look at movies like uh, the one where where Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson came out. Pulp Fiction. Yes. That has so much scenery of, of sex. It, it might mm-hmm. not be as explicit, but it's there, and it's sexual innuendos and content, and the women how they're dressed. Just look at Foxy Brown, the the, the one with the star yeah. was Pam Greer. Pam Greer is a very beautiful woman. The women that came out of there are sexing, even though they're not explicit, big time, it's sex. And, and, and it's about money, greed, and envy. And it's about, I, I'll kill you if you don't do what I do, bullying. So there's violence, there's death, and there's sex. 
any movie from Quentin Tarantino, if you look at uh, Kill Bill, volumes uh, first and second part, there's there's sex, but there's mostly mm -hmm. violence and death. So it happens to be yes. Uma Thurman is a hot chick that knows how to kick ass with a sword, and she's the one that wins. She gets cut up a little bit, but she kicks ass and she kills all the best, all, all the best uh, um, uh, ninja type of uh, fighters, you know, with a sword, yeah. um, samurai type. Uh, mm -hmm. And 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 she survives all the shooting and all that. Wow. Yeah, yeah she's a badass. But yeah. Exactly. So you you get you get there's gotta be the violence. You get Another, revenge. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Everything is about revenge. They glorify revenge. Look at another uh, Quentin Tarantino. I'm not trying to put him up there in a pedestal, but he's a good, uh, a, a, a great director. Um, Inglorious Bastards with uh, Brad Pitt. That was awesome. That was an alternative history to World War Two. And in this case, Hitler gets slaughtered. He doesn't die he, a fake death like he did, only to later on, according to FBI. And this is away from the movie, uh, where Trump, yeah. um, the, the, the classified of the FBI files that, that Hitler died somewhere in the Andean Mountains of Colombia or Argentina. Uh, there is yeah. facts to that. So they, they, this wasn't a fake death. According to the movie, Hitler actually dies there with, with Himmler and, and Joseph Goebbels right in the theater because a Jewish woman got revenge. Again, glorifying revenge because of the inglorious bastards. When in reality, in real life story, it wasn't even nothing like that. Uh, Hitler didn't die like mm -hmm. that. He died an old man in, in South America, despite the, the history that we know of, we've been, we've been taught. And Joseph Goebbels died a long time before that. You know, I think he committed suicide and burned himself or somebody burned him mm -hmm. up. Uh, so you see what is glorified here? An alternative history with a lot of violence, a little bit of sex, maybe here or there. And nothing major of sex because it was a PG-13 movie. And, and uh, what happened? Um, there's somebody in the chat here that says... Um, Oh, okay. I lost the chat. Hold on. There's somebody in the chat here that says uh, it's Zon, and he says Vladi is giving an ideological liberal perspective and doesn't even realize it. No, I, I know I am. I didn't say I wasn't. Oh, he does I, realize I, it. Of course. So of you course. do this realize very, it. This is, I'm not giving you a conservative view of movies. If I was giving you a no. conservative view of life, of movies, I, I'd be talking Christian movies or something like that, for per yeah. se, right? Uh, or documentaries. Um, and they wouldn't be PG-13. They would just be rated G, you know, for everybody. Yeah. Because there would be no bad well, there language. Are some no, pretty, no. There are some pretty parts of the Bible where it goes a little above PG here and there. Like, oh, you yeah. Know. Well, if you look at the song, the book of the Songs of Solomon, like like it says to 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 the person it's talking to in, 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 in songs, it was King Solomon, if I remember. It, you know, let the breast of your of your maiden satisfy you. Well, yeah, when you're going to have sex with the one you marry, you want to be satisfied with everything. That's the whole point of getting married, right? Well, you yeah, want to consummate, right? okay. Or even when you have sex with your girlfriend or boyfriend, that is the whole point. But it compares it to in other parts of the Psalms, if not the Proverbs, where it says, do not give your youth to the whore. Do not give your youth. And it, it has a whole, several uh, verses in several chapters. I think it's in the Psalms. I might be wrong. It could be on the Proverbs. And, and it gives, do not give I'm your youth. It warns the youth, do not give your youth to the harlot. And older harlots, as beautiful as they might be, they're consumers. You have to understand that a woman consumes a man. 
Okay, including including his uh, his uh, semen what? when it comes to procreation. But a woman consumes a man. What do you think the man dies earlier, Angie? The woman lives longer, despite mm-hmm. that she could have two or three or four kids. The woman always lives longer into her seventies or eighties. The man dies or ten or fifteen years before, if not from a heart attack, from bad disease or something. The man yeah. went out there to, especially in traditional marriage, the man went out there to work and toil and kick his ass. And I see yeah. men, I'll be honest, Angie, that are as 49 oh. as I am. And these bastards look like they're 65, Angie. Oh, yeah, and they're I, my, I, and they're my peers. Father. They're my friends. And they went on yeah. and got married, had a family. They are consumed. And when I saw them at the pharmacies, picking up their meds, either for them, for their loved ones, or for, some, or for uh-huh. some, someone, they were consumed. They were, they were gray-haired. Well, I, I mean, I, you I, must not be giving back enough to them. Because in a relationship, you don't consume your man. You've got to give back. There's a, that's why I am a firm believer that there are roles in a relationship. And I know lots of my feminist friends hate this about me, but I do believe that there are certain roles for a certain reason to make men and women the perfect team. And if those roles are both being filled properly and everybody's giving and taking, that both partners should be healthy and happy. But that well, takes well, a well, Yeah, that, that would be an ideal on both sides. But unfortunately, the way societies are forged now, yeah. um, Angie, it's, it's, it's a consumer-driven economy, consumer-driven world. There are questions both get for you, Vladi. There are questions for you here. Okay. Um, what is liberalism then? Not talking red and blue, talking liberalism, the foundation of Western society. Yeah, not talking that, then, like then, then it's something, then it's something <laughs> like that, Angie, it would go into classical liberalism. But unfortunately, that is not what is practiced nowadays. Classical liberalism no. as in education. Uh, when, when our founding fathers knew that it was going to become a secular humanist, uh, environment, society, they knew mm-hmm. that it was going to open the doors for a, for a, a liberal education, not left-wing progressive liberal like we have now. That wasn't their mm-hmm. intention. Their intentions weren't to, to indoctrinate people with CRT, critical race theory, or Marxism, or anything, or socialism, mm-hmm. like they do in many other, of the other programs here in yeah. Colin. That wasn't their intention. Their intention was to educate people with a classical liberal education in, what, math, science, Greek, maybe French, Spanish, whatever, and, 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 and the English language. They were going to make a well-rounded person to walk out into life being productive, mm-hmm. being to become an ed- uh, either themselves an educator or a professional in their given respective field. But they were going to have mm-hmm. the basics, which was Latin, Greek, the sciences, the English mm-hmm. language, and mathematics. That, that so was what the do basics. you think we as a society can do to try to change things? From being well, this over-sexualized, well, over-violence, over... Well, we, 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 have to, we, have to, we have to come to we have to come to an agreement and recognize... Like, for example, um, I'll be honest. On and off, I, I've had the problem with pornography, okay? I'm going to admit it. Mm-hmm. God knows that. My friends know that. Most guys, we deal with shit like that, especially when you're single, mm-hmm. Angie. What I, would, what, what I would propose is doing laws to get eradicate pornography once and for all. Why? Because scientifically it's been known that it's a form of addiction. I don't like fighting shit like that in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't like looking at women sexually all the time. I'm not going to say it's half of the time. Some of the times I'm not even, my mind's not even thinking of that shit. I'm just walking, but I have a tendency to stare at people. 
some people get easily intimidated and, and they get, you know, butthurt, walk away, especially now with our, our very feely, very, oh, why did you look yeah. at me like that? You know, kind of sissy like yeah. men and women. Other women, some women enjoy it. They like it. Other women don't. I, I've known of that. And I, you know, I, I wasn't doing it on purpose. I wasn't lusting after you. It's just I have a fucking tendency to freaking stare people. I try not I to like do it, but I, I, I because I find them, I find people to be fascinating. I truly find people to be fascinating. I, Angie, I I, I'm like you in that it. sense, believe it or not. I like to observe it. I like to see people. And sometimes I know I'm looking at them and I like to freak them out with my look. Yeah, I was told in treatment that uh, I stare at people and people were getting angry about it and not to look at people. I was like, and I, I know I, I've had to people? learn the hard way because I'll be, be honest, Angie, I've even, at Starbucks, I happened once that there was a police officer and mm -hmm. I didn't mean to look at him. It's just, I appreciated the man for his job and he literally thought that I was trying to challenge him and he looked back at me and I looked back, I looked at him, I just smiled, but he was like, I'm not satisfied with you looking at me. I feel judged. I have that look where I judge. They feel judged. Well, I'm sorry of your filthy, dirty conscience. I got nothing to do with that. You know, that's not my fault. That's on you and God. Take care of your thing. Stop doing the things that you're doing to get you where you're at. I just happened to look at you. So I've had to, to, to be careful and look away or whatever. But there is people that, 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 you know, some people, very few, they'll tell me I have a very penetrating look. And hopefully nobody takes it the wrong way when I say penetrate. No, it's just the, the look that I have. And okay. I cannot, and I, I could not necessarily be thinking of anything. It's just my look for crying out loud. I'm not judging you. It's just I'm looking at you. Um, and, yeah. My man is here. So everybody, Jeff is here. Hello, Jeff. And, uh, Hello. Hi, Jeff. Hey. Jeff, we're talking about pornography and over-sexualized world. And, um, and and penetrating looks <laughs> and penetrating looks that 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 baffle people that scare them or, or they yeah. freak them out. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, world's over sexualized. Well, I was falling asleep walking, so. Oh really? You were falling asleep walking? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. So 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 check yeah. it out, Andy. That that's another thing that should be addressed. So, uh, scientifically, it's already been proven that, that pornography leads to a lot of, it's a form of addiction in your mind w without putting a drug in you, just by looking at it. And why is it a problem? Because it creates diff different chemistry in you, Angie. It's sad. It's there. It's in your life for every male and female that is addicted to that shit. Whether it's called the endorphins or it creates some kind of a drug chemical reaction, it's already been proven scientifically. So that would I've been be the told next. I have a lot of pheromones, <laughs> whatever that means. Well, that means I you attract the opposite means. sex of the pheromones. What about that cat? That sounds like a cat that has a lot of pheromones. That's my. <laughs> that's the male cat. That's the and male the cat. Female cat. The female cat, even when she's in heat, she will let anybody except for him. Exactly. She he is so. not allowed to touch her even when she's in heat. She will kick his ass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he says, bitch. <laughs> no, she's seriously, I don't know what it is, but she does not like him anywhere near her. And he's just young. Oh. He's oh, like, okay, that's why he's, he's, he's just meowing. Is he of age already to have sex with her? Um, well, cats, believe it or not, at three months old, they're ready to go. But oh, he's, I wouldn't let that happen. He's uh, almost a year old now. 
he's probably just he go yeah he'll be a year old next month maybe maybe she lives up to the famous phrase that was once spoken i think by a famous philosopher or poet that said cat is a staunch individualist really yeah they're not in, they're not dependent so they're the worst socialist probably a cat yeah. is is a staunch individualist i heard that not long ago like this week yeah. in a show and i was like wow yeah and it is true about cats yeah they're more independent try to do what you do to them with dogs no dogs are dependent of the owner also cats yeah. when they're at home obviously but the whole thing is they're usually tend to be loners yeah where whereas dog is always around its owner at all times you know man's best oh, friend yeah. there's a reason for that cats will totally be like okay you fed me now f you if they want they're not around you unless they want to be definitely my cat roots she actually she's mentally challenged <laughs> like for real everybody laughs but she really has like she's slow she had a birth problem so she's like slow the vet said like accustomed to what autism would be in a human that's how my cat is <laughs> so she only ever wants to sit on people's faces rub on people's faces she likes to bite nose that's how she says i love you she'll bite your nose and she'll rub all over your face and if you're sleeping she will try to sleep on your face and kill you <laughs> <laughs> out of love she's got issues but uh <laughs> she only really loves me and she likes jeff too because jeff and i kind of took care of her yeah but uh skelly was dave roots's baby and dave i think got eaten by a coyote dave is a girl dave had babies one day dave came home had a bunch of babies dave wasn't a guy it's like jerry springer of the cat world basically <laughs> wow yeah so this male cat always wants to do it with the female cat who is actually his auntie and his auntie is like oh no 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 i am your auntie get off me you beast that's how i see it if cats cared i don't know if they do but yeah my cats are really they're my babies i'm not a crazy cat lady but i do have outfits for them and <laughs> celebrate birthday parties with candles and everything so yeah i love my cats and that's normal <laughs> i i grew up with cats i in fact yeah. when i go to my friend's house it's a, it's a cat world because of his sister you know yeah i love all animals i'm an animal lover they uh, uh, the thing about animals is they If something happens with an animal, you know there's a reason. An animal is not going to vindictively turn around and do something just to ruin your day. Well, I don't think so anyway. Maybe some people have experienced that, but not me. I no, guess that's you, you know what like for for example, my sister who's about to come in in a couple of minutes. I'm going to say like this. That bitch hates cats. And I don't know what the fuck cats did to her. I just told her don't bring your cat bullshit to me. I love cats. I love dogs, birds because I've had them all. I had yeah. birds for cockatiel for 20 year over 20 years. Yeah. And, go, and if I don't want a cat, I won't ask for them all. Bring a cat and I'll bring a bird. How's that? I go so don't oh, give this attitude. She, she brings she comes in with this nasty anti-cat attitude 
and really it oh, gets really? through sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, and cats, I go, Your daughter get has rid of, cats get rid of rats and mice exactly. and Well, not only that, I, I go, the kind of cat it goes, it's how you treat your damn cat. I go to your house and the cat jumps on me. I have no no problem. And in, even if I am allergic to them, which I've developed, I don't mind mm-hmm. getting suffering the allergic just to touch the damn cat, you know? But my sister has this nasty attitude sometimes that I've told her. You got you, you to gotta put that shit on check, girl. Your husband, who's now divorced you, I go, didn't do that. I'll do it as your brother. Oh, but Julio's you, here. Hey, Julio. Julio, unmute. Julio, you're muted. Sorry, I had to unlock my That's okay. I had to unlock my phone. I'm sorry. No problem. So, so yeah, I was I was listening to this interesting conversation. I was joking in the chat that Bloody kind of sounds like my uh one of my crazy uncles, my uncle Rolly. Uncle <laughs> Rolly, man. But, uh, tell, tell, tell us more about your uncle. Um, he's got horses. Uh, he's I don't know. He's got three kids. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's crazy though. He taught he would teach me how to make like um potato guns and stuff when I was a kid and we would go catch iguanas and he was always had love birds and things like that. He'd always bring animals home. Uh, yeah. You know, he's always fixing things. He's doing odd jobs and he's a sweet guy. He's yeah. A really sweet guy. But uh, I actually called him because Rolly, I think touched on something that I think about a lot that I think is, yeah. should be aired. Uh, I do disagree. I, it was about what he said about pornography. I actually kind of disagree with, um, he seems to it seemed like he was making the argument that pornography was particularly pernicious because it was um, it was addictive. But again, it's like most human behaviors are addictive. People become addicted to all kinds of things because it scientifically mm-hmm. what it does is it creates a dopamine response. Right. Yeah. But that's not actually what I wanted to touch on. Really. Um, I do agree with him that pornography is a problem. And I'll say as a young man uh, growing up, the older and older I get, the more, the less pornography I've consumed and frankly, the more um, uncomfortable I've got with consuming pornography. I don't know if it's just the fact that there's been the explosion of cell phones or what, but there's just, there's just such an obvious amount of abuse, both like physical violent abuse. Hey, sorry, physical violent abuse, but there, and then there's child abuse. I mean, the amount of images of, of, of child pornography online is, is staggering on every website you go on. It's painfully obvious what you're seeing. And, you know, they always say, oh, yeah, it's 18 plus, but it's very obviously not. And uh, it's, I don't know, it just gets, the whole world is just allowing it to persist and pervade. And it's, it's you know, we have all these young people and stuff that are going into, like, OnlyFans, literally, like, mm-hmm. one of my family members because she can't pay the bills. And literally is making way yeah. more money at that than, than her current job, so it's these economic That's conditions. exactly that why forcing. I do phone sex. Exactly why. I am an addiction sampler. Yeah. I went to school for that, but phone sex money paid the bills, and I mean it pays way more. And uh, I agree with you there, definitely. Uh, like it's And uh, actually, I quit working at my former company because they were trying to force me into age play and I did not want to talk about things like that on the floor, on the phone. I found them to be very disturbing. I, there were yeah. men calling because they wanted to talk about having sex with children. Yeah. It, and it's I, everywhere. Yeah. The amount of men that called in for this was alarming. 
it was alarming. And I didn't make my hours because I refused to talk about that because it just isn't, I couldn't do it. It doesn't make me, I, I don't you. feel like I could do it. So I got fired. Um, the place I work at now is much, they don't allow that. You can't come to the service I work for now and talk about that. You will be shut down immediately and not allowed. It's not allowed at all. So I like the place I work for now. It's got kind of somewhat of a bit of morals, right? But yeah, my old company was No Limits and Age Play was their thing. Wow. Well, I'm really impressed with your your principled stand there, especially, with, you know, bearing the full consequences of getting fired. I mean, that's really I, I, that, I mean, that just fills me with, a, you know, I don't know, admiration because that's that's really impressive. Well, you know what? Money and everything gone. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when I die, when I die at the end of the day, I ain't going to take my money. I'm gonna take any of this stuff I buy. I'm not gonna take anything with me except for my honor, my integrity, my actions, the way I lived, I think, you know, the way I'm remembered as a human being. And I would rather not be remembered as you know, I try to live my life with integrity. I try to make live my life with integrity, just and be a good person, you know. And money to me doesn't mean as much as living a life that yeah. you try to emulate your morals, your standards, your values, be the change you want to see in the world, right? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I'm really curious. I want to hear what Body has to say. Do you think that this whole big cover-up, like there's this big, huge worldwide cover-up, basically the fact that child porn is just plainly available on the free web through basically every porn site that it's all being just not looked into and kind of pushed under the rug and that a lot of the people that are in that business appear to be forced there for economic reasons. What's his take on that? Okay. Yeah, when, when, when you say pornography, when it comes to child porn, uh, are you talking about like the girls that say they're teens, but they're really in their twenties? Or are you talking about the one that is not, that is only available to the dark web? By perverts. No, I'm saying that the child porn is obviously pervasive on the queer web, on basically every website. I'm talking when the girls are underage and they say they're 18. There are. That I, I mean, is, I'm that not is saying possible. That, that, that is greatly. Believe it or not, that is greatly possible, Julio. You know why? Because uh, uh, remember the story uh, back in the day in the 80s of the porn star who was very famous, uh, Tracy Lord. She went in with a fake ID here in California. She was only 15, and she was getting fucked by everybody, left and right. So th that that's is a possibility. The industry, of I'm just saying that's how the industry has basically, it seems to have just completely accelerated into that. And that's what we have today, especially, like I was saying, the explosion of mobile phones, you know, because now children are recording themselves and putting that stuff up online. So it's really everywhere, but no one's saying anything about it. Now, all these men are consuming it. And I just, we never hear this discussion about like, hey, would you go on that porn website? Doesn't it make you feel bad? As you get older and you can see the age and younger people easier, don't you realize that this is a huge, a huge issue? I guess that that's what I think. But, you know, other well, people are at different places. Well, you know what, Julio, you're, you're right on a lot of things and it could be stopped. But we mm -hmm. men are the ones that have to stop it. It starts with us. 
But the problem is every generation that is creating men, the kids that are that are already of prepubescent age, uh, sorry, uh, you know that 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 already passed through all that, and 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 you know they're they're developed and they're horny and they just want to get laid. They just look at porn. I, I was in in a class in a anatomy class uh, for a program because I was getting a. Uh, years ago, back in 2012, 2013, I was getting a, a, a pharmacy tech license a certificate. And uh, one of the guys told me he was really cool. Everybody liked him. And he goes, all I need is my phone, my porn, and that's all. And I was like, oh, shit, that's it? That's it? Your phone and your porn and that's all? I go, well, this guy must have been jacking off a lot. I was like, damn. I have two things to say about this. When I was a young girl, I didn't have a family. So I was on this. I was on the CTM, very young, and I was a complete and utter target for sexual predators. Now that I'm older, I look back, and there are situations that I look at. At the time, I thought these men were my friends. I thought they were trying to help me. I thought I could trust them, and I see how many situations I got myself into where things happened that I didn't want to happen and they happened so fast. And it was because I was a child dealing with grown adults in a grown adult world. And I was definitely taken advantage of. I was molested when I was a little girl, but 15 years old, I had grown ass men like wanting wanting to hump you. And, and that well, is the nature. And, that and is what some of them would say. Hey, you want a place to stay? And you know, I had to being on the streets of Vancouver. I had to use what I had. You know, the only thing I had that was valuable, it seems, as a young woman, to get protection, to get housing or food sometimes, and you know, deal with predators. And not every guy was nice. I've learned that when a man says, I want to help you, I'm not like those other guys, Um, I don't expect anything back, he's probably the leader of those other guys. So, Angie, when you when you talk about your experience, it is, you know, it's it's heartbreaking. And it's it's at the same time, I appreciate that you can share such that with us. I just. I mean, it just seems like all the research that I've done, all the work that I've looked at about, uh, you know, pornography, the sex industry and all that other stuff uh, is the, the same story you're telling. It's it's you kids who are out of the house on their own, on the streets um, in a world where they can't provide for themselves and they can't work mm-hmm. legally and other things. They turn to or they need to feed themselves or something. This is what's causing a lot of this. And so I actually uh, don't like I, I don't, the notion that this problem is because of men, I think, is actually short sighted. I think this is that collectively this is a problem. I think this is a problem of how the human species is organizing itself and how we're withholding certain uh, resources from very vulnerable and populations. Knowledge. And as a cost. Yeah, and, and, and intentionally in order to prop up these profit-making markets mm-hmm. like the pornography market. And I, right. I, do, I don't think that the police should harass sex workers or anything like that, but I think that in a peaceful, correct society, sex work would be a choice, an actual choice and yes. endeavor 
made by somebody with no coercion. Take it out of the hands of the criminals. I agree with that. I asked my daughter what she thought, because she's 20 now, but I asked her one day, what uh, what do you think should change? Like, because she got pregnant really young. I asked her, what, what should be different of the way you young people are taught about sex, sexuality, and things like that? And she said, well, number one, nobody talks about it, so we learn it from porn. And number two, like in class, we had like one class that was that taught about that. And it was guys and girls in the same classroom. And she had some of her friends around when I asked this. And what they were saying is, you guys all need to talk about sex way more. Like our parents and our mentors and our teachers need to talk about sex way more. They need to talk more about not just how to do it and wear a condom, but actual things that can are the negative aspects what it can do to you more than just pregnancy like and they said that it would be detrimental to have males and females separate during these classes because they found it very uncomfortable to be girls and boys in the same room learning about sex they didn't feel like they could ask the questions they wanted to learn about and they felt really uncomfortable so I thought those were interesting things that were said. That That is true what you're saying, Angie. There should be a lot of, with everything, the way it is that our, our, our societies are sexually saturated, we need to have that, that, that uh, sex education at a proper age. Not the age like kind of like what uh, Ron DeSantis had to revoke from the school at one or to third grade. But maybe when they're 10, 11, as they're in the pre-pubescent years, just before they hit puberty, they need to know what's going on and what they're going to look at. And it shouldn't just be in black and white. If a child is old enough to ask a question. Yeah, go ahead, Julio. I just wanted to say that the problem with teaching sex education um, when a child is 10 and not when they're younger is one of the most important reasons we do sex education in school is to let children who are being regularly molested and violated uh, by strangers or their family members, to let them know what that is and that it's wrong and that they need to reach out and and get help. I mean, for a lot of people who are... Exactly. Exactly, because the number one reason that a lot of children do not say what's going on is because the majority of the perpetrators of the sexual violence in the home are the the fathers or the or men in the family and uh so they're close and then the children don't know what's going on so you have to do sex education at a young age to let those children know and frankly i don't think we should be hiding stuff but again that sex education i think can can be done in a way that is uh sensible but also helps children that's why we do it Well, the way you do it is if a child is old enough to ask a question, they're old enough to get an honest answer as well. Um, You know, I think we really take for granted our children. If they're old enough to ask a question, they're old enough to get an answer. I got looked at a little badly when I had my sons because I was a single mother. I went to college. I had three sons. I had nobody but me. So, like, in the mornings when I would get to college, I had those three kids in the shower with me, and we'd all get ready together. And there came a time when my son got to be three years old where 
he got worried. He thought mommy's pee pee fell off and went down the drain. So I told him, I told him, no, mommy doesn't have a penis. And he said, where to go, mommy? Where to go? He was very concerned. And I said, son, I am a mommy. I'm a woman. And women don't have penises. Women have vaginas. And he was good with that. That's all you needed to know. But uh, he went to daycare later that day, <laughs> uh, Tuesday home, and he was very excited to know this information. So he had to share it with all his little friends. Girls have vaginas. Girls have vaginas. Only boys have penises. And there were some mothers that were really upset. How could I teach them? vagina and penis what kind of horrible human being was i because they taught like words like tutu and fufu or pee pee or whatever you know and i just don't believe in that i believe in telling kids the truth and giving them the proper information it's not a fufu it's a vagina it is not a wee wee it is a penis and god bless you god bless you angie uh I don't know if most Americans are ready for that, but I do think you're right. I do think that basically we should treat children with dignity. And if they ask a question, we should be able to answer it in a way that is sensible and honest. And I think for that lying to children yeah. and hiding things is bad. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these children, yeah. A lot of these children, Julio, Angie, is they already know. They probably already saw porno with their friends. And they're just testing you out as parents. If you're, you're honest enough to tell them, they don't want to hear the birds and the beard. They want to hear why is it that you and mom are alone and you guys are doing it and nobody's allowed in the room. It's shut down. You hear a lot of noise. That's what they want to hear. So they have to cut the bullshit and just tell them, yes, we have sex. And this is how you, how you're here because we had sex. My sons were in the room with me when I had their baby brother. My, I didn't have, like, their dad was basically absolutely useless in every way when it came to taking care of the children. He was. He worked, he gave me a paycheck, but when he was with us, he was pretty much useless for help with the kids. So when I went into labor with my son, Harley, I, I was a veteran by then, but I stayed at home till the very last minute. And then I rushed to the hospital. He came home from work. He got the kids and he brought them to the hospital. And my son, my youngest son, Harley, was born. And my oldest son, Kevin, cut the umbilical cord. And he was, I think, two, two years old. And he cut his little baby brother's umbilical cord. He was watching like a hawk the entire time his baby brother being born with awe and wonderment on his face but i couldn't get a sitter so they had to come right but hey man i was there (laughs) that's amazing i mean i was there for uh i was in the hospital room with my mother when she gave birth to both of my uh younger brothers um there was a barrier but uh i when i do remember when the first one was born i caught a terrifying sight that I will remember the rest of my life <laughs> of my mother giving birth to my brother, but they also recorded that stuff, but that's really impressive. And I do think that, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's ideal, but I definitely think like, again, you seem like you handled it with grace and that's like a beautiful memory to have your son cut the umbilical cord for his brother or sister. Yeah. Brother. He was with the doctor the whole way. He, the doctor took him and, 
as they cleaned up his baby brother. My son was on a stool right next watching and he went with the doctor to weigh his brother and it, yeah, he, he was really into it though. I think that kid's going to be a doctor or something. He actually wants to be a scientist and a preacher. So I don't know how that's going to work after out. my own heart. Yeah. He wants to be a scientist and a preacher when he grows up. He's very heavily involved in the church. My sons are really awesome, actually. They're all good boys. Well, my youngest, I asked my oldest, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, a scientist and a preacher. And my middle guy, he's kind of the ladies' man of the bunch. I asked him, what would you like to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to play hockey. And he wants to get married and be have a family. And I asked my youngest son, Harley, what do you want to do when you grow up? And his answer was, whatever I want. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, they, they sound awesome. They really do sound awesome. But um, yeah. I actually have to go eat dinner. So I just want to say thanks for having me, Angie. And, Vladi, it was, it was wonderful to hear you talk again. You, you sound just like the O'Rolly. Um, and not and I mean your, the, like the timbre of your voice and everything. Um, and I do appreciate uh, your insights and you bringing attention to, uh, you know, the issues that you see in the world. So that's cool. So thanks, guys. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Thanks for stopping in, Julio. I'm probably going to have to maybe shut it down here soon. I don't know. Um, my poor man here has worked all day and he needs me to give him some wife attention and stuff so not that kind <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna have to shut it down and you know be a good partner to him so yeah i am glad you all came and if anybody else wants to speak speak now or forever hold your peace Vladi, you better be saying goodbye <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody. At that, I am going to shut her down. Thanks you all for coming by, and I hope you all come by next time. Bye bye. <laughs>